the weather's starting to heat up, and so is the Florida-Utah heat for the game on September 3rd, where Florida and Utah fans are kind of getting into it on Twitter. We're going to talk a little bit about that and break it down only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free right based on the podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Wow. Uh, the brain fart there. <laughs> My written work with whole nine sports and giants country of si.com before getting into today's content, just ask you a like subscribe, leave a comment review, whatever it is. Let me know how I can make the show better. Worse the same. I don't care. Whatever it is. Just let me know. It helps. Okay. It does. But like I mentioned earlier, uh, we had the Florida fans and Utah fans kind of, kind of going at it a little bit. Um, on Twitter about who's better at what position and how these teams match up. And so I, I kind of wanted to give it a little bit of attention here. And I wanted to talk about that because basically pretty much everybody that argued was either Utah fans saying Utah's better at everything, Florida fans saying Florida's better at everything, and then other people saying maybe for a lot of positions. Um, I'm going through this and I'm going to give my opinion but I'm limiting myself on the maybes to only one on offense and one on defense because I'm not trying to just, it's a cop out for some of these things. That being said, quarterback is up first. That's my offensive maybe. Um, And I say it's my offensive maybe because we all know how immensely talented Anthony Richardson is. We know how great he can be. We've also seen how much he could struggle at times. So so there's also that. There's two sides of every coin, you know. Uh, and Cam Rising for Utah, very talented. He is a very talented quarterback. He's incredibly efficient. He, he does a great job. Anthony Richardson has the potential to be arguably the best quarterback in college football. But that being said, it's a matter of what Anthony Richardson will be this fall. What, what we're going to see from him this fall on a more consistent basis than he dominated in spring ball. He dominated spring game. He dominated this. He dominated that. We hear that all the time, you know, best shape of his life. We hear that. We hear those things all the time. What matters is game time. And right now we just don't know what Anthony Richardson will be like against a pretty strong, uh, yeah, I'll say pretty strong Utah defense. So we don't really know what Anthony Richardson is going to be like in this one. So I'm making it a maybe. I think if AR hits his potential, it's going to be him over Cam Rising. But if he doesn't, probably going to be Cam Rising. So it's a maybe because we know what we have in Cam Rising. We don't know what we have in Anthony Richardson, which is one of the reasons I almost went Utah. But eh, I'll, I'll, I'll use my maybe on that. Running back, I picked Utah mainly because I, I like the running backs that Florida has. I do. I, I love what they can do and I love what they can show. But we don't know what they're going to look like. Like we don't know what the rotation is going to look like. We are, we are expecting a committee, but we don't know how it's going to be decided. Who's going to get the majority of snaps? Who's going to get the majority of receptions, carries, any of that? We just know that we have a lot of guys that we like. We don't know what they're going to be like. So for that one, 
I'm giving it to Utah because I think that they have more proven uh, production in that backfield, whereas Florida just lost Malik Davis. Emory Jones was a was the leading rusher and Damian Pierce. So rushing attack going to be completely different this year. Wide receiver, I give it to Florida. Um, I think Utah has one of the worst receiver rooms in the country. That's just what it is. Um, and also, I think Florida is... I, I think Florida's starters are at worst average, and I don't think Utah's starters are amongst Power 5. Um, I don't think Utah's starters are. Uh, so, so I'm giving this one to Florida. Maybe... If you're looking at depth, you can make an argument for Utah, but I think a receiver, it, it, it's Florida. Uh, I don't think that's much of a debate. I think Utah's receivers are very poor. Um, looking at tight end, I'm giving that one to Utah. It's been actually pretty even so far. We got a maybe two Utahs and one Florida. Um, but tight end, I'm giving that to Utah because Utah has an elite tight end room. Like, like Utah has a top, top three to five tight end room in all of college football. So I think it's very easy to say Utah here. Florida, on the other hand, still trying to figure it out. Keon Zipper, Dante Zanders, we got Nick Elksness, we got Jonathan Odom, we got Aldous Boardingham coming in, we got just everybody, Hayden Hansen's coming in, we got Tony Livingston coming in, we, we have so many people coming in and so many could-bes, but none that we know are proven. So I, I'm giving this one to you, so it's also, again, they have an elite tight ender, they really do. So I, I think it's hard to look at their tight ends and look at our tight ends and go, Ours are better. I just, yeah, I think that one's kind of silly to try to go there. Uh, offensive line, Florida. And I, I realize that I was, I've been harsh on the offensive line since last year, but guess what? This year ain't last year. Uh, I'm getting more and more sold on Florida's offensive line being significantly improved and being at the absolute worst above average, maybe. I say that, then they're going to be the worst line again. No, but uh, I, I think that they're going to be above average. Whereas Utah, I can't say the same. Like, I think they could be above average, but I think their floor is pretty lower. Um, so I, I'm going to give this one to Florida all on the offensive line. Again, this isn't even like the full preview. This is just me doing this. I will have it where I go, you know, off Utah's offensive line versus Florida's defensive line. And we'll match things up with that. But for now, this is just breaking down the positions because it's been something that people are starting to talk about. People are getting ready. Betting lines are coming out for it. So it, it, it's getting exciting. Uh, but we're about to flip to the defensive side of the ball here where I think Florida fans are going to enjoy that one a little bit more. First, I'm going to talk to you guys about Bill Barr because I got vacation in a month and four days now, so whew, we need to, need to get on it. Uh, Built Bar also, by the way, just sent us Built Puffs, which are amazing. Like, like I love Built Puffs more than I love any other Built product, but the birthday cake Built Puffs, oh my lord! Like, like it is amazing, and I, and I realize that. Yeah, obviously they're sponsored, but those things slap. I'm, I'm telling you, just, just try them. Just get one box. I promise you, you will love them. Built Bar, they're always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order when you order those birthday cake Built Puffs. They're mm, magnifique. Delicious. LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Now, I, I didn't choose how this positional breakdown went. Um, I will say that this is just how it was being discussed online. So I went through this because uh, we've got D-line, edge, linebacker, corner, and safety. And so, yeah, I, I, I think that I just took that and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with this, but I'm going to give my opinion on it. Uh, defensive line, I said Florida at the top. As far as depth goes, I think both teams are kind of, I don't want to say bad, I don't want to say good. They're both unknown depth. So if I'm looking at a bunch of unknowns, but I know that Florida has one, or if I'm looking at any two teams, even if it was Utah, if I'm looking at Florida and Utah, and, Utah has, and it's a bunch of unknowns and Utah has the one guy, I'm going to pick Utah. But in this case, we're looking at a bunch of unknowns and Florida has the one guy I can do that. Also, Florida's got the one guy who can be a pass rusher and a run stuffer as opposed to uh, a lot of other defensive tackles that are one or the other. He's got them both. So I, I think I'm giving that one to Florida, especially at the top again. If if you want to talk about depth, we could talk about depth and change things, but I'm taking the position with I'm taking the position group that has the better player. Uh, and then looking at edge, same exact thing. I'm saying Florida at the top. So it's very similar to defensive line where I go, well, there's one guy in this uh, on either side. There's one guy, and then there's a bunch of question marks and a bunch of average-ish players. Uh, so I'm going to take the group that has the best player. That I think that's fair. If you're taking a, if you're just avenge, yeah, that's throwing a dart board. That's throwing a dart at a board basically, where you're just going, well, let's get, let's try to figure it out. But if I'm doing that with a great darts player. That, that's what I got in Brenton Cox Jr. So Brenton Cox Jr. is a great edge defender. I'm not sold on Utah's edge defenders. I've openly said I'm skeptical of Florida's secondary and third edge defenders. But we have Brenton Cox Jr. So we win this battle when you look at who's got the better edge group. I think that's a fair assessment of the situation. Uh, next up, we have the linebacker room. And this is my defensive maybe. Um because, I mean, looking at it, Florida is starting Ventrell Miller and someone else. We don't know exactly who yet. Could be Dewan Black, could be Derek Wingos, could be William, could, could be anybody. But we're fairly confident in saying Ventrell Miller would be one of the starters. Probably Dewan Black at the other one. But looking at that, when you look at Florida's linebacker room, you've got, you're starting a guy who has barely played in the past 365 days at the time that the game is starting. Obviously, last year he spent all spring practice and all that, but you're looking at at the time that this game kicks off, Ventrell Miller would have barely played in the past year. Okay, that that's a fair assessment. His opposite linebacker starter, because again, there's going to be two off-ball linebackers. If it's anybody, really, Scooby Williams, Derek Wingo, like I said, uh, Amari Bernie, Dewan Black, you're getting someone who wasn't a, a primary guy last year and so it's like well what are they going to do as a primary guy so florida's a toss-up but then utah also has undergone quite a bit of change at linebacker room and one of their starters is a transfer from florida in mamoud diabate so i i don't know what i would really classify the utah linebacker room as other than question marks and i don't really know what i would mark the florida linebacker room other than question marks so i think it's fair that when you look at linebacker that's our maybe. That's our wild card, if you want to say. I mean, it's also great that it's um, debatably the least impactful position um, or the 
it, it's it's the running backs of defense where it's like, well, we could find someone that could do that. Not not insanely difficult. We could find someone who has at least a, a moderate floor. Uh, looking at the secondary, we have it broken up into cornerback and safety. For cornerback, I put Florida. Um, this is similar to linebacker where I'm like, oh, the situations are the same. Kind of the same for cornerback as well. Florida has, you know, the the can he be a corner one in Jason Marshall Jr.? We know he could be a starting outside corner, but can he be the starting outside corner? So that's the question with Jason Marshall, where we could all say, you know, he's put up the film. He's got the tools. He's he's done everything he should do to make us think he could be the guy. But I'm not going to, you guys know me by now, I'm not going to pander. I'm not super optimistic with things. I'm not going to just crown him corner one. Uh, I'm not going to crown anybody corner one. So Florida's in that situation of, can he be a corner one? Or... How will they play in an expanded role with Avery Helm if he's a starter? With Jaden Hill coming back from injury if he's a starter? With Jalen Kimber coming back from injury and changing schools if he's the starter? Pretty much, we have Jason Marshall Jr. someone that we're fairly confident is starting. And everybody else is, well, can they? Utah, their, their corner room is kind of in a similar situation of, can they be corner one? How will they perform? in in an expanded role in this defense i'm giving the corner i'm giving the corner battle to florida primarily because utah has two or three of those guys florida has four maybe five potential starter starting caliber corners and it's not because you know our corners suck no like florida has very good corner room very deep corner room where two through four could switch interchangeably, and I don't think it'd be a massive difference. Um, so that's why I'm like, I, I think I have to get this one to Florida, just because the depth of the Florida corner room is arguably the best in the nation. Again, depth-wise, not the corner room in general being the best in the nation, but the corner depth is probably, or arguably, the best, the deepest in the nation. So I, I think that we're, we're going to look at that, and I'm going to say Florida for corner, uh, top half, it's kind of right now. It's just like, well, we'll see what happens. But for now, I'm giving it to Florida just for the depth. And then looking at the safety room, I think everybody knows where I'm going with this one when I say if it's between Utah and Florida. Or Florida and Utah, if that's how you want to break it up. Or Florida and anybody. I am taking Florida. You guys know how I feel about Florida's safety room. I think it's elite. I think it's got the potential to be the best safety room in the, in in college football. I think Rashad Torrance is, is an All-American caliber player, regardless of whether or not he's made it All-SEC all team. I think Trey Dean is going to be much more uh, productive this year, or, or people are going to respect his game more because of what he can do and what he's going to do in this defense. So I think when you're looking at the safety room, Florida – arguably second to none. Utah always has promising DBs. They've always got guys they pump out. But again, this is more of me being just, I'm here on Florida safety room. I'm, I'm so incredibly high on Florida safety room. Where I think that they got to be the, they got to be the pick here for me at least. So that's why I'm, I'm going them. And again, I realize that offense was kind of fourth defense was a wash for Florida. There was one that they didn't win and it was a, maybe a linebacker, but I've been very open with this. I think Florida, both in terms of their personnel and their scheme, 
I think their defense is going to be elite this year. And so that's why it's like, yeah, I'm very high on the defense that I think is going to be elite. Obviously, I'm going to pick them over Utah in most categories. So I think there's that, um, which people could disagree all they want. But again, this this is stri- strictly my opinion. In fact, if you, if you sat through this, I want you to give me your list of QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive line, edge, linebacker, corner, and safety, and just see who's better, Florida or Utah. Um, because I'm, I'm curious other people's opinions as well. But we're about to shift gears, and we're going to talk about former Florida Gators head coach Dan Mullen and his new gig. But first, let's talk to you guys about Bet Online because it is bitten time. We got NBA playoffs are getting heated right now. The MLB is getting going. Soccer is awesome to bet on. Tennis is a year-round sport you could bet on. It's amazing. There, there's so much to bet on. Lines are starting to come out. For week one, we don't have Florida Utah yet. The lines are starting to come out, and I've been using Bet Online for years. It's all about BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends, learn all about the action, all about the odds, and check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, I figured we'd go a little loosey-goosey at the end here and just, just have a little bit of fun with it. Um, it. It's Dan Mullen's new gig, which I'm not going to poke fun at his new gig because also, even before I get into why I won't poke fun at it, I have seen a lot of people poke fun at Dan Mullen's going to be an offensive coordinator at a high school now after being the head coach of Florida. That's not a that's not like a great thing. You know that, right? Like, like you could laugh at you could laugh at Dan Mullen's fall or whatever you want to call it, but end of the day, he was still our head coach last year. So what does that say about Florida more than anything else? Um, so there we go with that. He is, of course, going to be an offensive coordinator at a high school in Georgia, which you, but you know, is what it is. Um, I think it's cool because I think it was clearly a move that allows him to spend time with his family be in a nice little rural town, not have, not have to worry about anything. Just just be around football, spend time with your family. You've already made millions of dollars. So just enjoy life. And I think that's really cool where it's like, he doesn't have to, I, I, as much as we joke about his recruiting and or lack thereof, he doesn't have to worry about recruiting. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, the transfer portal. He doesn't have to worry about uh, taking care of a bunch of assistant coaches. He's just an offensive coordinator at a small school. And it's really cool. Um, I think at least that he gets to do that because, again, he gets to spend time with his family, gets to do all these things, and he still gets to make his money because he is also likely going to be seen on a lot of TVs on Saturday still uh, because, I I mean, we're expecting him to still do media this fall because he, last year, destroyed the media circuit. Like, every time he did a media appearance after uh, after he got fired from Florida – he cooked like, like he is fantastic on broadcast television. Like, like, so he is fantastic. So he's probably going to be doing that. So I think it's the ideal situation because I was talking, I forgot who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone about, well, he gets to demolish people on the field as, as the offensive coordinator at a high school. And, and he gets to do whatever, because I mean, people made the joke of like, that poor economics teacher who's probably the defensive coordinator at another high school is going to have to scheme against national championship winning Dan Mullen. Um, and so things like that. But uh, yeah, he, he gets to 
scheme up these really cool things. It's going to bring attention to the school and get kids recruited, whether or not it's to Florida. I, that doesn't matter. I don't know these kids. But, I mean, it's cool that he's going to get more attention to the school and maybe get more recruiting attention there as well. Um, but, yeah, he's either going to be cooking on the football field and making millions, millions to talk football on television, which, again, he's very good at. Or people made the joke of what if he sucks as an offensive coordinator and guess what? Then he's bad on the field and he's still making millions of dollars to talk football and he still doesn't have to worry about recruiting and he still gets to be with his family. So it's awesome. Like I'm, I'm happy for Dan Mullen. I like what he did. I like what he does. I still like him. It just didn't work out and that's unfortunate, but that is what it is. But thanks for making long. Thank you. It is your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about your Florida Gators. And, by the way, you should check out Locked On SEC. It's fantastic content. Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Just in all, every episode, banger. Just every single one is a banger. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Find it with Giants Country as well on SI.com. And I will see you all tomorrow.